0: man i swear to you man so for the longest time i was always wishy-washy especially being invested in crypto where i'm like fuck the government and those damn taxes man i'm not paying shit and then i was like nah the thing is like the u.s government whether you like it or not is fucking powerful shit man and do i really want to live my life on the run take like anything i try to do they're like how did you make this money i'm like Trust me, bro. It was done through legitimate purposes. And then they're like, we don't trust you, man. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, it's going to be... It's like there's a lot of headaches that happen when you try to move away from the system. Yeah, It makes your life very uncomfortable, which you're supposed to. You could be like an all-sovereign individual, blah, blah, blah. Do I really want to do that? No, not really. So like the Benjamin Franklin um, saying you can't avoid death and taxes. Yeah. Uh, death, yeah, you can't avoid the taxes. I don't think I'll be rich enough to avoid them. Or I could be, but depends. Um, but so at the end of the day, I was like, for the longest time, fuck the government. And then later on, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to give them a piece, but not the state that I live in right now. I want to make sure to maneuver and make sure that I'm not in a state that has high taxes, and I just want to have my residency in another state, favorable taxes, where I could just necessarily, like, the only thing that I will be worried about is, like, federal taxes, yeah. like, especially long-term capital gains, which is fairly fair. It's fair compared to, like, most places in the world, because, like, I think some places like Germany, probably, like, guys in the crypto ring, um Discord channel, they were saying that. Some of their taxes are gonna be like fifty percent. Like, oh my god. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what would I give a government or like these places in Europe? They have like really high taxes. Like we yeah. complain about taxes in the US. Their taxes are like retarded, like suicide type of like taxes. Well, I wouldn't they wanna work? It's cause they actually have like
1: free healthcare and free college and stuff. So they're like, yeah. yeah, it's free, but we're gonna take half of all the money you make.
0: Yeah, I mean you don't get something for nothing at the end of the day. So yeah. um like I, I still, they, they throw that argument of like, oh, free healthcare, free education, blah, blah, blah. Is our education system in the U.S. expensive beyond reasonable um expectations? Yes, it is. I can't say that paying 50 plus K a year for a four-year um college degree, like coming out with like 200, if you were to not take any student loans. um No, no, no not to have like the money up front and you have yeah. to take student loans for them is, like, a fair deal. It's not. But, like, the free part, hmm, like, can you make it free? Nah, you're going to have to pay for it somehow. So, ah, yeah, so go from fuck the government to, okay, I'll give the government a piece, but in different areas to make sure that I get to live my life and enjoy the money that I get I get to make. It's like, yeah, what's the point of having money if you, like, have to, like, run and hide everywhere you go, so.
1: Yeah, the whole point is we want freedom. So exactly. having stress, like trading the stress for some other type of stress, which yeah. I feel like tax evasion stress would be even more than <sighs> stressful than just having a shitty job. Exactly. But yeah, tax evasion or like tax fraud seems like very scary unless you're like super rich, then apparently it doesn't matter. But I know a couple people that evade taxes and do like everything in cash and that just seems like so stressful to me. Like yeah, for the tax evasion part, but also just like, having a bunch of cash that you just have, like if that gets stolen, there's nothing you can really do about it because you can't be like, go to the cops and be like, Oh, I was robbed of all this cash that I was hiding from the government. So that's like just so risky on so many different levels. So taxes suck, but I'd rather do that than be stressing all the time about either losing my money or the government, like putting me in jail and taking all my money.
0: Yeah. But it's going to be like the thing is like the fight with government and crypto is kind of hard at this point. Because one of the things I've been thinking about is just like this staking business, right? So you get rewards and there's like a way for, let's say you forget one wallet, right? And then that wallet has like a good amount of whatever coin. And that coin appreciates like crazy. And you just have it on the sideline. And, And then let's say that wallet was delegated for a long period of time. So it was earning those rewards incrementally. And you just forgot about it. Let's say you have, you reach up point you have so much money, you got to forget what your money is. And from a tax perspective, um, how would you be able to, like, let's say later on you come and try to cash it out. From an IRS perspective, like, they come after you, they're going to be like, you had this money all those years, and you were receiving a dividend. Uh, we're going to tack on all these penalties and whatnot. So I think that, especially with the advent of crypto and how it's going to shape up. And a lot of people who are going to be to go for like the whole self custody route, they're going to have a tough time tracking how much money they have. Yeah. So ah, yeah.
1: more money, more problems. I'm very stressed about like when we eventually take profits and cash out <sighs> just because like I have no idea what my cost basis is for ADA. Like I bought See? a lot of this ADA before, like a lot of it's been swapped. Like I was making my own N- NFTs and minting them <laughs> and selling them. So it's like, what's the cost basis for that? And yeah, staking rewards and I have no idea. It's going to be a huge fucking mess. So I just hope I have enough money where I can afford to hire someone to go through and make it all work. Because I feel like at least if you have an accountant, it seems like they mm-hmm. have some type of insurance. So at least if there's a fuck up, it like it's the accountant's problem and not yours. So yeah, I just want to get to the point where I can like afford that type of protection.
0: Yeah, and the big part of it, it's like we're we're so early still because so many laws have just not been created, and a lot of the tax accountants, um, like CPAs and even lawyers, like when you start to mention certain things, they can't necessarily like, they can't give you like good advice because there's no laws about it or yeah. there's no extensive. They try to. They they might try to apply securities mm-hmm. law, but it's different where. Like you said, it's an NFT one day, it's money another day, it's another, it's a completely different other asset another day. So it's like how do you account for all of that? It's like, but if I swap Ada for an NFT and the NFT goes up in price, but I don't cash it out, it's like I know that's like there's capital gains involved, but let's say I were to swap back that NFT a portion of that NFT. Like if I was to loan out the NFT, So there's all these complications yeah. of like how things could get because things get weird really quickly or like they change so dynamically. So it's like, huh, being able to track, you could track everything, but the taxable events was considered one, what isn't considered one. So I don't know, man, it's going to be, it's going to be proper. It's so proper confusing.
1: Hard. Yeah. Like that exact scenario of thought of like, I bought a clay nation NFT for like 70 ADA, Mm -hmm. but this was back when ADA was like $3 or $2 a coin. And now it's worth 750 or 900 ADA or whatever it is. But ADA is worth, what's it? 59 cents right now. So it's like, yeah, it's gone way up in ADA, but ADA has gone down in value. And if I sell that back into ADA and then I put that into like USDT, it's just like, I don't even know how the calculus works on that, but Seems like this would be like a huge area of opportunity for someone to come up with like some type of AI or something that you could just like plug in all your wallets into it. It goes through the blockchain, it figures it all out. It like knows what the laws are, even though they're not <laughs> existent right now. And just like, hey, this is what you owe on taxes, and it has like all the paper trail
0: to prove it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. I bet you somebody. What you just said is a great idea, and somebody's going to definitely do it. Yeah, I mean they they have to do it in time. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, especially with this AI business, it's pretty great. It has a lot of opportunities that we still haven't seen yet. And when the masses show up, or like when like we get more laws, we get more clarity. Or oh, did you see that Coinbase? What happened with Coinbase and the SEC? No, I didn't. <laughs> what happened? So essentially, the Coinbase asked the SEC. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Well, how? What happened? So the S I think Coinbase was asking the SEC in order for them to get better regulations or like clear regulation. And the SEC was like, no. It <laughs> did. Uh, because, okay, the Coinbase petitioned the SEC for better regulation and then, or clear regulation. And then the SEC was like, no. And then Coinbase sues the SEC in order for them to get clear regulation. So this whole part of like Gary Gensler coming on and being like, we tell them to come in and have these conversations with us. It's a lie. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like lunacy. It's like I'm asking you to do your job. And you're like, nah, I don't want to do the job. And then later on you're gonna come after me and be like, you were not listening to everything um that I told you to do. And then it's like, but you didn't like you didn't give me anything clear for how for me to follow in order for me to do the things that you want me to do. But it's right there, it's like where? It's like It's there, just trust us, man. So it's like a whole shit show. And so we're still we're still in that fight. It's kind of like that saying of like first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. So we're still in the they fight you and the next part is gonna be you win. I mean the SEC is taking a lot of losses in the in the courts. Yeah. Which has been pretty great for crypto. And I think a change in administration in 2024 to 2025. It's probably gonna bring a lot of um, clear, good regulation or like good enough, because like if the U.S. were to lose out on the amount of talent that they have, when especially when it comes to cryptographers, developers, and opportunities for create like the next Silicon Valley, wherever that may be, within the next four to five years, like before the end of this decade. Yeah, they're gonna be really behind the eight ball because when these protocols and these DeFi applications really go live and mainstream, then wherever these people are, whether that's in Dubai or wherever else, it's gonna be really hard for them to like entice them to come back to the US, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I watched um an interview with Charles Hoskins or at least as an excerpt of one a couple of weeks ago when he I think he was in Dubai. There's some type of Middle Eastern crypto conference. And he's literally talking about this exact same stuff about how they want clarification from the SEC and they won't give them any. And they're like, yeah. the SEC is saying that everyone needs to like KYC and know their customers yeah. and stuff. But they're like, with crypto, that's literally impossible. We can't know everyone that creates a like a wallet on Cardano. We're never going to know those people. And they just don't provide any clarification of how they could even go about doing that. And he's saying that america's so behind on these things these people are going to get pushed to like the middle east or africa or like these emerging company uh, countries and by the time it takes off we could be way behind the eight ball and that's like too late for us to ever get back in the game so hopefully if we get a new administration which hopefully we do um they take this more seriously and are actually like proactive in building a good environment for crypto to like thrive here
0: yeah yeah we'll see i think so i think it will happen uh, but it'll probably happen. I think it's kind of like all smoke and mirrors. I'm kind of like in the, I have the impression that even though Charles and a lot of people in the U.S. are kind of like, oh my God, you know, this is like going to be terrible for the industry long term if we don't make sure to like get regulation in at the right time because we're going to lose out all these people. I'm still like, yeah, I think the U.S. wants to do the crypto thing. But it's just like they have to kind of scare a lot of people. Like, oh, they're trying to find the best way in order for them to control it. I yeah. mean, you see what happened with Binance.
1: Yeah. Wait, what happened with oh, like how they like Binance couldn't operate here? And they had oh, to look like oh, Binance us yes, or something new.
0: Oh, do you know CZ is no longer with Binance, right?
1: No, who's C I don't know much about Binance. Oh. Who's oh, C Z is that CZ, like
0: he's a previous CEO and founder of Binance. I mean, at the top at the height of the twenty twenty one Board. I think he was worth like $40 billion or something like that.
1: Is he, do they have a separate, like, do they have an American CEO for like Binance US? Cause I know like a lot of companies, cause like there's Binance and then Binance US, they have to have like an American CEO or CCO CEO um, for like both?
0: I think he was the CEO for both or like the whole Binance, but I know they had like the separate for the US and they had, and he was in charge of, I don't think he was in charge of like the US operations like kind on of a day to day. But he was the CEO of Binance in general.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, did the government there, you, force him out somehow, or what yeah. happened with him?
0: How yeah, did so we do that?
1: That's a Chinese company, right?
0: Yeah, I, it's not a Chinese company per se. It's kind of they've kind of gone for the quasi. We are a global company since they don't have an office anywhere. Oh, but I they know were that. able to service people all throughout the world, and they were the number one exchange. Where I think they did like over. 100 plus billion dollars worth of trading um, happening on their sense. platform. So they're the number one like by a mile. It's like If you look at yeah. Coinbase, which we think is like, oh, Coinbase is no is pretty big. It's like it's like the amount, it was almost like eight to one to the amount of transactions that they process compared to Coinbase. Oh my God. Yeah, it was like a significant difference when I was looking at it. I was like, whoa. I thought Coinbase was like number two, but not too far. Yeah. But it, they were pretty far. So essentially... He had he gotten he got fined by the Department of Justice, and also too he had to come to the U.S. in order for him to he pleaded guilty, and then he decided that he's going to just pay the fine. It's a a pretty big fine too. It's like a couple hundred million.
1: Wait, what was the charge against him? Um, money laundering.
0: So he oh yeah, essentially what happened is he since he's the CEO of Binance, they charged him with. Not taking appropriate action in order to mitigate the amount of people that were using his platform for illicit purposes. It's like he didn't do enough KYC. They didn't they were not they were like KYC but KYC. Uh, yes. We know you. We know you. Somebody exists. And yeah, they let we let them use our platform. So there was a lot of money that was, especially since being the number one crypto exchange, a lot of money from like terrorist organizations. They say and Russia like, you know the, the whole gamut. the typical
1: like, the typical scapegoats
0: exactly the typical scapegoats got said um were said to have been using his um the Binance platform and I think he just said you know what i would say no but uh yeah it's kind of true <laughs> <laughs> so uh so they made he pleaded guilty decided to pay the fine and step down as CEO of Binance so and then now guess who's going to be for the next four to five years, it's going to have like an active look as to what's going on in that platform. Was like the SEC like fully involved in like the Justice the Treasury, Department? The oh. Treasury is going to be having a right hand in terms of looking, overseeing, as they say, all of the transactions Or from a high level standpoint where they're going to have access. So essentially the U.S. government is going to yeah. have access to the Binance platform intimately in order for them to make sure that no money laundering or terrorist financing is happening on the Binance platform.
1: Yeah. I'm so, sure they'll be able to accomplish that. Well, the CEO of KuCoin should probably be careful then since they do like yeah. barely any KYC, but luckily they're probably small enough to
0: like fly under the radar for now. Uh, KuCoin was the best for a minute um, until they banned everybody from the U.S. So yeah, like out of all the people who are going to make a lot of money. Uh, the U.S. is going to be a, in a, not as many of the Americans are gonna make a lot of money off of crypto.
1: Well, it's so hard. Like I miss when we had like normal Binance, like during the twenty seventeen oh, no. bull run and stuff. I mean, I lost a bunch of money because I didn't know what I was doing, but <laughs> it was nice to just have like normal Binance or so many coins you could buy. It was like so simple. And then they had to like get rid of that and make Binance U S has like way less assets on it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, there's still a lot of money to be made, but it's just gonna be interesting how things happen and then this next bull run is going to be more institutional investors coming in um it's going to also push just this guy this the x algorithm works really well this guy who used to work in the finance like TradFi, where he used to like do trading desk and stuff like that for i think one of the big banks and he has a very good understanding of like how markets shift especially when it comes to New players, especially institutional players, come in. And he was saying that for Bitcoin, after this having happening that's happening and in the introduction of the Bitcoin ETF, that it's going to change crypto so much so that it's not going to be the way that it was before, in the sense of like the happenings might not mean anything anymore. And especially with the amount of money that's going to come in and crypto through. Fidelity, Vanguard, BlackRock—it's going to happen in a in a very short manner, and Bitcoin might reach five hundred K within the next four years. So, I guess between this bull run and the following one, it should be at five hundred K or more. Yeah, Justice that's analysis.
1: That's crazy. So, yeah, if it's gonna change things and like the happenings don't matter as mm-hmm. much you think the next bull run after this one will probably be like less predictable? Like the previous cycles probably won't apply as much to the future ones if everything changes so much?
0: I think so. Um, I think we talked about it. I think this cycle is going to be a good one for us. Yeah. Because it's like the introduction of the Bitcoin ETF. And bro, like I told you, man, it's like Bitcoin goes up 10% or 20% whenever it's going to go up these parabolic numbers our portfolios is going to go up like 100%. Yeah, It's like crazy. It's like I look, I'm like, it's like a, a thing of magic. It's like, wow. Bitcoin's like, oh, it's trading at 5%. People are like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm looking at my portfolio. I'm like, oh, I'm up like 15%. It's like, yeah. So like from the parabolic standpoint, I think our portfolios is, are going to do very well this bull run. But the following bull run is going to be the one, in my opinion, that's going to be more tame. Because it's going to be like like the diff let's say Bitcoin reaches like this bull run three hundred and fifty thousand at the peak, right? Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean it's a yeah. Um that's it's not as crazy if with the, the ETF standpoint, because of like the money that these um some of these the ones that filed for the ETF have. Yeah. Because it's like they have trillions of dollars. So even if they all collectively put I say like 200 to 300 billion that changes the market cap of crypto like so much because whatever baseline money you put in like the exponential growth of the like you know market cap and whatnot yeah is like that compound is just like pretty great so
1: yeah because i think as looking at coinbase today i think like the overall market cap of crypto is like 1.6 trillion right now Mm -hmm. so
0: if you inject in that much money it's just going to make things go wild exactly so if you yeah if you were to put that exact same amount yeah we could see a 10 trillion dollar market cap but how much of it is real Uh, yeah (laughs) most of it is not that's why like that's why we have to pull in your profits to make it real and then all that fairy dust money that just is floating around in these valuations that don't even make sense that are just still floating around you don't care because you actually realized it everybody else is like I'm rich on paper until so the market turns around and you see retracements of like 60, 70% and people start panic selling at the loss. So,
1: yeah, let's say I, I'm still waiting for things to retrace now. Hopefully like once that ETF actually goes through, things go back down, but God, I'm looking at the numbers right now. It's like at least LenFi is under $5 again. So that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, my, uh, yeah. I've been trying to adjust my DCA strategy a bit. So I'm still DCing the same amount into um, Cardano but then when I do my like weekly DCA into the Cardano alt coins, I look at like the seven day percentages for mm-hmm. gains and stuff, and I try to then I'm DCing into coins that have hopefully gone down like over the seven day period, or at least have not gone up as much as Cardano. So I'm hoping that like at least if Cardano's going up and these assets are going down, that at least takes some of the pain out, and I'm still getting a decent amount of coins every week.
0: Yeah. So yeah, sometimes like Cardano and the coins pump at the same time. So it's it's not always because some people, one of the things I've realized is that I try to have like a baseline of like the way I think about how things should, on like how things will operate. And I think a lot of people, especially when I've been looking at um, X, formerly known as Twitter, they've been talking about how, oh, if Cardano goes down, all coins are going to pump. And then they kind of make that statement with authority. Like, I'm like, you don't know that for sure. Yeah. Like, they could both pump at the same time, and one put could pump more than the other. Cardano could pump harder at one point than altcoin. So, you don't know. So, like, you just look at what the market does, and if it's, and then kind of just take it with like fluidity and try to understand that you're not going to be right 100%. I mean, you're not even going to be right most of the time. Yeah. Um, even if you're
1: right 50% of the time, that's pretty good.
0: Exactly. So from that standpoint, you can't just like make these bold statements and just like say, Yep, that's the truth. Don't don't listen to anybody else. That's that. So uh from that standpoint, looking at all of what's gonna happen, especially like you said, with the DCA feature. Oh, I think that Dex Hunter's coming out with the DCA automatic feature probably within the next week or two.
1: Oh, that'll be big. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I keep yeah. having my eye on it, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. They did like a post on X. They were just like feeling cute. Might do that today. <laughs> but they haven't yet. So it's probably going to be. But I think definitely by end of this year into next year, um, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for you to get in there. Um, especially the way that you like to trade. And I think your strategy is going to be the way that I want to employ for the next bull run like the next bear market yeah because i think that right now i want to have like the most exposure to these individual projects that i think will do very well and then once i cash out um, because like you're taking a lot of risk like by being in one specific project yeah so once like the risk that i think is going to play out very well i could cash out and then later on spread my risk across like baskets of different um coins that I think will still do very well long term, but I want to like kind of spread it out evenly. Let's say like World Mobile, LenFi, um another like Dex Hunter or like some of these other coins that come up. And I'm like, okay, I, I could spread my like I could just basically dollar cost average into them. Kind of like a mutual fund. Or no they're, and they're like fund. building
1: your own like ETF basically.
0: Exactly. So just doing that and then kind of taking whatever percentage gains come out of that in the next bull run, because depending on how things go for this bull run, do you necessarily need to like go another 30 X, whatever amount you make? No. Yeah. It's like too much risk. The reward's not as high, but I think that doing that, if let's say I like ne- next bull run in our case, is like we do like a 10 X from what we initially put in during the next bull bear market. That's great. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be enough to numbers.
1: like get us through the rest of exactly. life. So,
0: um, so it's a, there's a there's I think like Cardano man is like heating up. It's yeah. fucking crazy at this point. It's like the amount of new projects, the amount of new innovation. It's kind of like one person's like, "Yo, look at this great thing I built," and then somebody else is like, "Yo, it's not better than this thing I built. I just built." And then you're like, "Wow, these are two great things," and they're happening in such quick order. And like Dex Hunter, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's Out so of nowhere, good. it's like exactly you loved it. So. Like, and then it, there's a new one coming out too.
1: Wait, there's another like Dex Hunter type project?
0: <laughs> yes, it's another Dex. It's like, how many Dexes do we need in Cardano? So, this other Dex literally came out. I don't know it's about to come out because the other day, I don't know if you experienced this while trying to swap your your tokens. It's just like, it was taking a little longer because the Cardano chain was getting, um, was getting bloated at one point. It was like at 90 something percent capacity. And Dex Hunter came out with a post saying, hey, um, if you if your orders are taking a little longer, um, don't worry. It's just that at this point, um, there's just a lot of orders and the Cardano chain is just at close to max capacity. And then this other Dex came out on the post and was like, yeah, don't worry. We're going to solve that. So you never encounter that issue in the future again. And I'm like. And then I'm I'm not, now I'm following this other deck. So I'm like, yo, let's see if they're whatever they whenever they release in mainnet, if that's actually gonna be true. So I'm like, oh, you see, just like that. Yeah, that's
1: a that's a bold claim. Um, do you know the name of the decks?
0: Oh, um, it doesn't ring at the top of my mind, but I think that I could find it. I'll definitely well, let you know.
1: Well, I was wondering. Um, so my deck center, like yesterday, I think it said the. Um, the Cardano chain was at like 64% load, but I've noticed when my baskets the last two times, um, it seems to always happen with NTX, like my NTX orders don't go through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like one time I left in it, like the next day they still hadn't gone through. So I canceled it and then just did it like as a manual swap. Um, oh. but it seems like both times it's cause they're trying to swap on some decks. I can't remember the name, but I feel like it's like called like synergy or something like that something Mm. along the lines of that name so i didn't know if that was the new there's some decks that doesn't seem to swap but like the prices are so much lower like i think i was swapping 68 ada for ntx and like on the one that didn't go through i was gonna get 1100 ntx but then i canceled it and did a manual one that went through sunday swap and i only got like 600 ntx so it was like a way better price but i don't know if it's just like that's a dex that somehow gotten to Dex Hunter, but they don't have the liquidity to actually like fulfill
0: orders. Yeah, I think that's probably your your theory is right. Just like the liquidity aspect of it, but I think isn't Dex Hunter supposed to like find you not only the best rate, but also account for the liquidity in order for you to get that?
1: I'm so, assuming.
0: But... Oh. oh no, go on. I'm thinking.
1: Well, it was just weird. That's the only issue I've had with Dex Hunter. But aside from that, everything seems to work smooth. But it's weird; it just keeps happening with like the NTX token. Well, actually, I think one time it happened with the hunt tokens, which I thought was hmm. weird that their own native token didn't get swapped. But
0: um, oh, what's your slippage?
1: I have it set to point five percent.
0: Okay, maybe that's why. Maybe if, was, if if it
1: was higher, was it yeah um, better chance of going through?
0: I think so because I think that even though. In order for you to, like, when it comes to certain um, coins, you have to have a slightly higher slippage because of the liquidity aspect. Oh. So that's why I'm thinking. If you, because, like, since you have a basket, some of these other ones, like, the slippage won't be too bad. So you'll yeah. be able to, like, swap right away. But, like, these other ones, like NTX, the slippage, you kind of have to have it set a little higher. Because I remember when I was, like, going heavily into NTX, there were certain times like my slippage, I had to increase it like from like whatever it was, to like another 0.5% or like one because of like the way that, like I guess just the liquidity works on that. So, oh, so that it, makes, it sense. makes sense. It makes sense. Like thinking back, that's why I was like, what happened when I was, but I was prior to Dex Hunter. I was like DCAing um, prior to Dex Hunter, like really coming in and being mainstream. Yeah.
1: I had another question. I just saw this thing about Dex Hunter. I'm not sure if you know anything about it. But, um, like, if you hold Hunt, it says there's a buyback happening February 1st, and it says 50% of Dex Hunter interface, 50% of fees from Dex Hunter interface will be used to buy Hunt on open market. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they're just buying back their tokens to, like, drive the price up? Or, like, so that's how that works? Pretty just much. Just giving you like, a heads up on it?
0: Pretty much. So, I remember reading about it briefly, and it's going to be, like, that same thing that World Mobile does, where... Like the like the profits, are good, they're going to create like an artificial scarcity. Okay. And through that artificial scarcity, I'm not necessarily too sure how they're going to go about it. Because World Mobile does it in a sense of like they buy from the market in order for you as like a person who stakes World Mobile to get more. And you get more World Mobile for the amount that you stake. So that once they buy from the market, it's not like they're keeping it. It's just oh, like we're going to give it back
1: to you. Yeah, so they're buying it and then using what they buy to issue staking exactly.
0: rewards. Okay, so that's the way World Mobile does it. But I'm not sure if Dex is gonna do the exact same thing, or just like I don't know if they're gonna put it in the treasury. It, you could kind of th- you could, you could kind of do a couple of different things with it. You could put it in a treasury where you access it for future development. You could kind of do it for artificial scarcity standpoint, where um, like the people who hold the Hunt token actually when. More people are aping into it, since there's like a lower amount of hunt token in the market, it's just gonna drive up the price much higher yeah. than it would naturally. But a good amount of it is in circulation. I think seventy six percent or seventy seven percent of the hundred million coins. So from that standpoint, I think it's I think it's a fairly good tokenomics, and it's a great platform. So
1: yeah, and it it's been doing well too. Like I was like, fuck, I wish I would have aped in more than $600 because it's doing very well. Like It's already like doubled since I bought in at a relatively high price at the time.
0: Don't worry, man. You have two opportunities I'm going to tell you about right now. I only do this to friends. I only tell them about great opportunities about them at the right time. And guess what? You better listen to me early but than late. You know what's happened so far. I've been I, telling I, you about these things I way learned. back when. Have you learned at this point?
1: I guess the future will tell, but I hope to oh, wait.
0: Learn. Did you go on mute? Or is it me?
1: I can still hear me. Can you hear me?
0: Whoa. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. That's so weird because I can't hear you now. Oh, let's see.
1: Did you come unplugged?
0: Well, what happened?
1: I can hear you. Can you hear okay, me? Okay,
0: now I can hear you. I don't know okay. what happened. Slight technical now, difficulties. Yeah, so this opportunity actually is twofold. Um one of them is Axo. Remember I mentioned like those like this no oh, the decks I sent, um that that I sent you the Dap video for. Yeah. So that one is gonna be yeah, look like, like they're going to go mainnet the day of my birthday.
1: Oh nice. Yeah.
0: So the the week prior to my birthday, I think they're doing an event. I think it's a uh, it's gonna be like the first time the token is gonna be available and then the week of my birthday. No, the day of my birthday is when they're going mainnet. It's a sign. So, yeah, so I'm like, oh, I, I, at first I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait it out. I'm like, ah, they're coming out of my birthday. I'm going to have to buy a little bit. So I think that one is going to be, especially with the features that it has. I know that it's in like another DEX, but I think the functionality, the use and utility, and especially traders, man. Once we get traders on Cardano, that's a big market. Institutional yeah. traders, everyday traders. And if you create an interface that's nice. That has all the complexities that they're used to, with all the crap that they do just to make ten dollars. <laughs> so all that stuff that is gonna come in, I think Axel, maybe not right away, but maybe two years from now, or like maybe right into the bull run, I think they'll have like a good opportunity for like them to really be um, one of the top two dexes of Cardano.
1: So do you think that's a good coin to buy? Yeah, when it first launches because I know sometimes like the price will come out high and then it'll settle out. You think it's good enough no matter what to at least put some money in and then maybe like DCA and after.
0: Yes, I think it's the best to buy it right away because or yeah, I think it's it's good to buy a little bit right away.
1: Yeah, just in then, case it
0: jumps up. Yeah, exactly. And What's I their th-
1: ticker, do you know is it?
0: AXO. AXO. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. So you that's one. That. And then the other one is gonna be butane.
1: Yes, which I I did follow them. Wasn't there? I was gonna ask you about that because they're supposed to do their snapshot on what the fourteenth, which was three days ago. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked their X since then. I don't know if they had any updates on that.
0: Um, not as much on X. Um, I've been in their Discord talking to the developers, um, asking a couple questions here and there, reading their white paper, asking ChatGPT. They explained a couple parts to, of it to me and then referencing it back to them. But I think that the way that they're going about the paper, I remember at one point I had mentioned to you that the tokenomics was kind of off to me. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it as much. Yeah. But I asked chat GPT about it, like some, <laughs> some different case scenarios I was running by it and they actually brought some good points. And one of the points is just that, especially with the treasury that they are going to have, it's going to be pretty big. Yeah. And, the way that, I, I, initially I was like, damn, this is kind of bad, but they're going to implement like a voting mechanism where the treasury is not going to be spent unless there's like a critical need or like things to just like further its development. So from that standpoint, it's, it's like a nice cushion to have as the protocol does well and yeah. kind of grows long-term because you don't want to have like no treasury or like having to use like other platforms. Like, Oh, from every ADA that gets processed, we take a piece of that. You don't necessarily know the dynamics of that. But if let's say your token does like very well, you have like a big treasury, so like in terms of in the future, as you wanna implement new changes and whatnot, the developers also are not gonna be like it's gonna be like tied up in a in a way where they won't have direct access to it. So it's gonna be all voting in order for us to Like implement new changes or recommendations made by people so from that standpoint i think it might do very well especially it's only 25 million yeah um, that's
1: that's a low amount um so butane will so to access the treasury will actual people that hold butane tokens have to vote for like any changes they want to make using treasury funds
0: exactly and the guy the developer guy he's kind of like a purist like a decentralization purist and whatnot So I kind of like that about him. He's a very philosophically inclined and he's he's very smart. He's actually going, he's one of the, he just came out today and said that, I think JavaScript. So, you know, like the way that everything compiles to the Cardano main chain is that they use that Plutus language. Yeah. When that's built off of Haskell, but a lot of people are not able to like use Plutus because, you know, it's a different way of doing things, blah, blah, blah but he's building a library where you could like use javascript and compile it down to plutus in order oh. to deploy on cardano
1: Is that a separate project from butane or Yeah,
0: that... he's just doing that because he's like I'm tired of like not having these this accessibility so I'm going to start it and hopefully other people are going to contribute so to, to in order to bring more people to the Cardano platform
1: Yeah, that seems like that bring a ton of developers cuz like isn't javascript one like the easiest coding exactly. languages to like learn at least
0: as uh, like you said yeah easier and also most well known yeah so a lot of people are very familiar with is it javascript or java i think one of the two i think it's javascript yeah i think so,
1: yeah my computer science class is javascript i was more basic than java like that was like the first coding language we learned
0: exactly so he said that that's what he's working on he's building that library and i'm like yeah, these dudes, these guys, some of these guys like that we have invested in, whenever they get pissed off about like something that they, they don't have accessibility to in Cardano, they're like, fuck it, I'll just go build it myself. And then as they're building like, this other cool protocol, and I'm like, huh. And then also purists in the sense of like they're ideologically in, uh, inclined. So from a standpoint of like, you remember I, I always do like the... The, like, the character tests. yeah. So from a character test perspective, I don't necessarily think you're the type of guys to just like run away with your money. yeah. <laughs> so we, from that standpoint, investing in Butane and also Axel, Jarek, the guy, yo, these guys are so fucking smart. I look at them, I'm like, wow, I am such a pleb compared to you, but I'm going to put money <laughs> with yeah. you because I trust that whatever you're trying to build is revolutionary and I just want to have a little piece of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I've been watching more I was watching the Crypto Rain video you sent me on Mira and it yeah. Seems like you've adopted a lot of his stuff of like investing in people and teams and stuff, which is like such a smart way to do it since these projects all they are is a group of people that have like an idea they're trying to make a reality. So getting to know these people behind the scenes and since seems like you follow them for a long time and actually message them and interact with some of them. So it seems like that's like one of the most solid ways to go about investing.
0: I think at this point, especially in this wild, wild west that crypto is, it's it's our best chance to actually have positive results as opposed to negative ones. Because um, it's hard, man. It's really hard. Like especially when people like they make promises. Especially for us, like me and you, we're not developers per se. Well, I mean, we're not developers at all. At all, actually, definitely per se. And per se, and actually, <laughs> but we're <yeah>. both non-developers. <laughs> but we're just two guys trying to like make sense out of all this stuff. Um, Me, I'm like deeply, deeply involved. And I come back and I say to you, I'm like, my friend, look at what I've discovered. And you're like, hmm.
1: I need a video to explain it to me.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So because of that, there's like a big uphill when it comes to us being able to make good decisions for especially these protocols that we're investing money in. Because we're, we're investing capital. Like we're investing part of our financial health, our future, into this if I we expect a return in the future, um, based off of appreciation. But in order for us to maximize that, we need to make sure that where we're putting our money is just not gonna go up in flames yeah. or up in smoke. So we have to make sure to like know the people, see their vision. Like I, most of the stuff that I'm looking at now, I I didn't I invested in the people, in the idea, in the guy like my understanding of it. But it's like later on, as like more people explain it to me in different perspectives, especially newcomers, I'm like, oh shit, oh this is pretty cool. I'm like, so kind of like I was like, a, like I was throwing money at something. I'm like, shit, I think I'm I think I'm right. But later on, when people are like telling me, oh they could do this and that and the third, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, huh? like oh this is a good idea when I had limited information, and now with more information, it's definitely a good idea.
0: Exactly. So all those aspects that's like our best way to actually make returns in crypto and differentiate us because the like crypto reign said like 95 percent of people made no money in crypto like,
1: like probably wow. lost money
0: yeah exactly yeah. they just walk away and i'm like this is like every time i'm looking at it, I'm like how else in this world besides like starting a business or whatnot can you for extra money legally 10 yeah. 20 100 200 even possibly a thousand extra money it's almost impossible
1: well, it's because 95% of people are losing money, so that least <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: the 5% that are making money have a lot of a big pool to pull from.
0: Exactly. So we have to make sure where the, ni- the 5% and the 95% yeah. whenever they come, which they will, they always come back.
1: Well, it seems like the, the bear market is like, it's easier to find legitimate projects now because it's boring, and if someone's still around, I think the chance of them being a scam artist is significantly lower, definitely not zero, but... Once the money starts flowing and stuff, like even right now, I'm sure there's so many giant projects that sound like so good on paper have these big promises and the people have no way of actually achieving them. But they're not going to tell you that until you've already invested money and it's gone.
0: Exactly. So I think, yeah, we're at the point in the market, scams are starting to come back. So be careful. Oh, I think that look in your wallet. A lot of wallets have been getting airdropped this Genius Yield, which set with like as a R Genius Yield or something like that. It's oh. a scam.
1: As to say, so it's different from the Genius Yield that you yeah. told me
0: about. Huh. Yeah, the Genius Yield that one, um, I got like one ADA deposited in a couple of my wallets, and I've kind of just like, you don't want to swap that R Genius Yield because it'll drain your wallet if you try to do it in the future. It's if like you a, swap
1: the like fake one that they're dropping, yeah. How does
0: that work? Um, the guy, I, I did not look into it specifically. The guy, they were putting a lot of warnings about it, and I saw it in my wallet. And he said, like, if you interact with it, if you were to interact with the smart con, no, no, if you try to swap it on a DEX, he explained it. All I knew was, like, I'm not going to touch this. But I, I didn't necessarily look into it as deeply. I think I bookmarked that post.
1: I wonder what happens if you... um. Swap it between between your own wallets if that does anything. Because at some point I think
0: it's like R, this, gens. It it? R gens. What's it called? It's like there's like a little R before it and then it's G-E-N-S.
1: Would it be would it pop up as um like an NFT or would it pop up as a coin? Because like a lot of my like New Maker and stuff, like even that shows up as an NFT. Because if it shows up as a coin, I don't have it. Yeah, I don't okay. see any in my God, I own a lot of freaking ADA handles, I just realized, <laughs> from when we're going hard in those. Hopefully those pop off in value.
0: Yes, some of them definitely have to pop off because of like some, like if you picked out a great name or a slogan. So I'm hoping, yeah, what happened to ADA handles? I mean, I know that they're still building, but they, there was a period of time where um, a lot of people were just like shelling ADA handles. But like now it's kind of like, I haven't heard as much from them.
1: I mean, they are. It's pretty convenient. Um, but yeah, God, I've I forgot I got like a bunch of like OnlyFans model names and Me celebrity <laughs> names and stuff like that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, fan models want Ada handles during the bear run
0: and are willing to pay a premium. Eventually, I mean, the bull run. eventually, they'll have to come, right? It's like they'll be like, "Oh my God, we need." Like, wait, what do I have right here? I have American Rebel. I'm looking at Master P. I have Universal Man. Somebody's gonna be like, Universal Man, I need this. fifty thousand Ada. I'm like, uh, oh, thank god I invested or I bought it way back when
1: too bad you can't get company names, like didn't they like blacklist yeah. a bunch of the like that'd be nice for you like <sighs> Nike and Apple and
0: all that? Oh shit. yeah, or Disney. I'm like yeah. fuck. It come after you later on, they're like, Yes, we wanna buy the Disney. I'm like, Oh my god, fifty million dollars. And yeah. guess what? You they have to pay it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um yeah. speaking
1: of scams though. I keep seeing people posting about this and like just speculating on where this is gonna go. Like all these deep fake scams and stuff oh, like shit, that. Man. I feel like the scams, this this bull run are gonna be crazy with the new technology, especially since it's like so new. There's gonna be stuff we've never seen before. And I remember even during the last one, I almost fell for like a super dumb scam, which seems like is a pretty common one where they like take a live stream from mm-hmm. Charles talking yeah. and they're like we're doing for only this much ADA, like you send it to this address and we'll send you twice as much back and mm-hmm. shit. And it looks so legit. And I'm like, this is definitely too good to be true. And luckily I Googled it, but I'm like, if you're an idiot and you just wanted to get rich quick, it'd be so easy to fall for that. And oh. it's just going to be like crazy when there's like full on deep fakes looks exactly like Charles. Like they can make it say whatever they want and they can like just set up something where you go and interact with this new app and it just drains mm-hmm. your wallet from a smart contract. And it's just going to be like,
0: Yeah. I'm worried about that. That literally just happened, bro. Did it really? (laughs) There was a deepfake of Charles. It's like a video that I had seen before. And it's him talking. And it did the deepfake in the sense of like, what he's saying is literally saying like, exactly what you just said. Like, send, uh, or doing, it's like, it was not as much as like, send, and we'll double your money. It's more like saying it in the sense of like, oh, with like, we understand with the bear market and like the amount of time that our community has shown, like all this stuff, like, you know, like some of the clickbait stuff that Charles kind of says in his, him talking saying like, yeah, we have this great community. Um, this is great stuff that we're doing, building and changing the world and whatnot. So they did all of that. And then they did the deep fake where, yeah, it's for you to send your, some of your ADA. So it was like, it was, but it's pretty realistic. I have to send that to you.
1: I just remembered I did fall for a scam actually. Um, and this was during the friggin' bear market too. This was like early days of the bear market. It was probably, I think I told you about this when it happened. I think this was like last, might have been last December or January. Um, I remember I was actually driving back to the city from home and I saw like some post that like clay nation was doing their second NFT drop or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And luckily there's only like 110 ADA, which I wish I fucking had now. Um, <laughs> still not the end of the world, but a year from now that could be worth a lot um but yeah it looked like the new like clay nation nfts are coming i was like driving i was at a rest stop i was like oh shit i didn't know this was happening i'm like yeah i want another clay nation like that i made on paper i've made a lot of money off my first nft mm-hmm. so yeah I sent 110 didn't get anything back like i got back to new york like five hours later i'm like why isn't the transaction gone through and then i checked the the twitter and i'm like oh fuck that was like a fake profile which looked very convincing yeah. um i think they might have even had like snoop dog on it or something like that where it looked wow. like really legit um and then yeah then i went to the actual clay nation they're like oh beware of this scam i was like fuck that's an idiot so luckily it's only like 110 ada but it it's easy to, for,
0: to do something where they strain your whole wallet yeah and also especially when the with the bull run be very careful when you're about to take profits the site that you connect to yeah yeah because that's gonna be like the next i think not like. I think that's going to be the next wave of like showing that you're going to Dex Hunter, but you're not on Dex Hunter. Yeah. And you're swapping just, everything and you're like, fuck.
1: Yeah. That's why I asked you about um Toshi, Toshi drops or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, I've, I'm like, I don't want to just like blindly be Googling this and like connecting to some smart contracts. I was like, I should definitely get the real URL from Pete. Cause like stuff like that, could would be so easy to make like a fake website mm-hmm. and then you just connect to it and then everything's gone.
0: Yeah, man. That's that's sad, bro. Like yeah. if if you were, imagine you lose everything in your wallet, and you, I mean, even if it's one wallet, it's still gonna be a significant amount. Yeah. So
1: that's why I need to diversify. Like, I have a whole list of the things I need to do, but yeah, I need to like diversify wallets. I've started getting some like metal backup things for seed phrases, which are so fucking expensive. Like, I have some like makeshift ones, so I can hopefully like make them with cheaper components of like mm-hmm. washers and bolts and stuff but I bought a couple legit ones and they're like 40 bucks a piece, which I mean the grand scheme of things, once crypto is worth a ton of money, even with like what it's worth now, like $40 to like back up a bank account mm-hmm. is not that unreasonable. But if you have a bunch of wallets it adds up, but I seem to get to the point where like I have a couple wallets. I've like never entered any other information on a phone or anything. I've only like entered it on mm-hmm. my like one dedicated crypto laptop and back that up. And I put stuff in there and don't touch it. And then I have like my active trading wallets and, yeah definitely security is something i need to like start thinking about now before it's too late
0: tangent ring is coming out
1: yeah that's gonna be sick
0: yeah so i saw a post that they had yesterday he said that um there much anticipated ring is coming out what is your ring size so I, I went to the store yesterday to get my ring size i'm gonna have it on my marriage ring because i'm married to the game of crypto so
1: that's fitting um after the holidays, my girlfriend and I are going to go check out rings for potential engagement. So maybe I'll get my ring size done too Well, while, nice. while I'm at
0: that. Well, but, I, should, but...
1: I should get that for her engagement ring. Just get her a tan gem thing and be like, I know this doesn't look like the ring you <laughs> wanted, but you said you wanted something worth $14,000. So
0: Yeah, yeah she just, and then you say like, this ring could be, I mean, it's worth this much now. Actually, it has exponential exponential growth to be worth way more. That's right.
1: This is the only ring that will actually increase in value since other engagement rings like immediately lose like all their value.
0: It also could crash in value. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the only ring that could be worth a lot and worth very little at the same within a couple of months to years.
1: Do they have different styles and stuff too? Like, or is it just like one? I think it's going to be
0: just like that one black. Um, But I think it's nice and sleek. And yeah, I'm going to have it. I'm going to be, I think that's the last thing that I'll be buying um, prior to the bull run. So it's just like that, because it comes, you get the ring and two backup cards.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'm so, just picturing you being in Columbia and they just like cut your finger off to take the ring. And
0: yeah. Like, I fuck. Mean, <laughs> they won't know. They're, I mean, even if I lose the ring, I will always have the backup cards. Yeah. So, I mean, they could steal the ring and then they're like, they can't do shit with it because they will need like my, the ring and the phone or to start accessing my funds. Yeah. So. From that standpoint, I think I'm fine, but um, but yeah, it's just like a black ring. I don't necessarily think anybody's gonna be like. It's not gonna be no woo woo. It's like, oh god, it's like we need to steal his the ring in his hand. It's like ah, uh, if it was gold or it looked more flashy, I think it would.
1: Until this podcast gets to gets to a million act, active listeners and they know oh, that fuck. that ring is worth.
0: Uh, I do not have a ring. I lost it all in the crypto scam. <laughs>
1: Also, might as well throw out there this late into the episode. None of this is financial advice; it's all yes. entertainment.
0: Uh, we, I mean, I don't even invest in crypto. That shit's just like for fun. It's These are just, just characters. Like, yeah, I, I've put zero dollars in crypto, so scamming is going to zero.
1: Yeah, we're, we're fully in on. A, I was trying to think of a chain that we're not on at all. We're fully um, in on Solana. Definitely yeah, try to hack our Solana
0: oh, No Paul's chain. Yeah, Paul's chain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Hart is a criminal. They say. Nah, I don't necessarily I don't know um still weird about that whole chain and what they're trying to do. It's like certificate of deposits, but I lock up my money and you get to access it and what do I get out? Like they try to explain it to me every time I try to see it. I'm like it's it still this seems like a scam.
1: Well, it seems like a scam is <laughs> so. well, like probably good enough to not invest in it like that's probably enough. even if it's not a scam it's pro- with enough projects out there, probably it's fine to skip that one.
0: And I think Safe Moon, um, the founders filed for bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, what like Safe Moon was basically like a meme coin, right? But like, yeah. what was supposed to diff Like, was there <sighs> anything to make it more safe?
0: No, than any other meme it was, coin. It was like they were trying to say that the more people buy it, the more it gets burnt. So, oh yeah, I think there's gonna be like so many. It's gonna create like this in, um, deflationary spiral where. Um, the last person to have safe moon is probably going to be like ultra rich because everybody's going to want it. And then it's going to be like only one person who has it or like,
1: but then who's going to buy it? Like that person then has to sell it to
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a whole, it's like you start seeing so many Ponzi-nomics in so many different ways, especially during a run. It's like, yeah. Especially oh. once
1: a Doge popped off, everyone's like, Oh, meme coin. I wonder how Cum token or whatever it's called is doing. I remember one was called Cum.
0: Oh yeah. I, oh yeah, the one on Cardano, right?
1: Was it on I couldn't rough this Cardano oh, or not, but oh, I remember
0: Cum Rocket and Yeah, cum uh, rocket. Yeah. <laughs> that was not on Cardano. I think it was somewhere else. But Snack has been doing so I, well.
1: I was look, when I was doing my DCA yesterday, I was considering doing Snack, but I'm like, it's up too much. Like I'm gonna Oh, it's
0: up a good amount. Hopefully
1: it'll come back down. Cause I do want to get some, but I went with like Indy and um Was Ajax one of the ones that you said was good like the ai one i that one was down so i just
0: invested in agix it's a um, good one to have especially with is the only one with AI and cardano yeah but actually it's agix is ai ntx is also ai but more cloud computing leveraging ai yeah so, which i
1: i, I dc it into just some ntx as well let's so,
0: see i'm I looking at a pretty solid
1: looking at cum rocket right
0: now mm-hmm it's yeah, down. Snek. Uh, Snek, I think is number two now in Cardano in terms it, of market cap.
1: Yeah. Snack is like I don't care. Yeah. I think it was like up like a thousand
0: percent or more in like the past month. I know. It's, it's like these moments I say to myself, if I were a different man. I wish I would wish have, I would have bought Snack. Yeah. You know, but
1: What's the 30 day? It's up 596% in the past 30 days.
0: Yeah. So like a calm six X essentially. Yeah.
1: That's. Wish I would have known about Snack before. Eighty-three percent of people on coin um, on CoinGecko feel positive about
0: it. (laughs) They gotta pump their bags. I think there's a guy that that showed up on my ex timeline. He's I think he's a millionaire off of Snack. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't take a ton. Like, if you put like, when did Snack even launch?
0: It was like it came out of nowhere early in the Cardano DeFi summer. So probably sometime in June.
1: Okay. Yeah. Looks like. Yeah, they're at their all-time low two months ago, and yesterday was their all-time high. So, probably good that I didn't DCA in yesterday.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, if you would have put in like a decent amount of money in August, you'd be
0: doing very well right now. Yeah, I think there's a couple people who did that. So yeah, there's some snake millionaires. It's, it's a it's an interesting thing. I think every blockchain or ecosystem needs a meme coin. Yeah, so I'm, we had Hosky, but
1: Snake is I mean, Hoskies was doing really well, too, but yeah, Snack seems to be much better. But yeah, from how you explained it, it seems like Snack is at least more than a meme coin. Like, they have stuff mm-hmm. associated
0: with it that's actually providing value. And it might have a centralized exchange. A I'm centralized actually. exchange? Yeah. Oh, wow. A sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I never thought of that. Well, yeah, sex. <laughs> sex, exactly. There was, like, a funny meme, and it was, like... uh somebody a guy was in a car and then like the it was like a basically a john and then a a prostitute is like um kind of like um bending over into the car like the kind of like proposition and the guy in the car was binance and then the prostitute was snack like the it was just like the face and then at the bottom it was like when sex (laughs) but with c-e-x and i was like oh that's funny that's
1: pretty good did did the actual um snack like social media put that out or was that made by someone else in the community
0: i think it was somebody else in the community i think i'll have to send it to you but it was it was pretty funny i was like ah i think i posted it somewhere else too i was like fuck um that was pretty funny oh but how did you what did you feel about the speech i did not get a chance to listen to the gfk one uh,
1: yeah that one, That one's pretty long i thought it was good i mean yeah i didn't know until the end that it was like at his funeral and it was like oh wow yeah. that like hits even harder but i mean it's just like it really hit on like human nature and just like how we are all in this together but it seems like humans are constantly pulled towards like their i mean we do a lot of good things but also we're like constantly pulled towards like war and like putting ourselves first and dehumanizing each other it's just like yeah I think that would be a good speech to watch on acid as well. I feel like it could hit home even more. I think um, so. But yeah, I'd never actually like really listened to um, RFK talk much. I'd only seen like JFK speeches, but that family's good at speeches. Like, yeah, they're all pretty good.
0: I think they, yeah, it was a, uh, I don't necessarily know, man. It's like the first time I listened to the speech, I didn't. It's like, it, it just drew me to tears. I was like, this is such timeless wisdom, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like this was said in the 60s. And I'm like, and it still applies today. Yeah. And it was like uh, the part where he mentioned um, we have to rely on the youth in order for like the next generation. And then and, and he was saying that it's not necessarily the youth as in that your age. It's a time of space, like a time of mind, like a frame of mind. Yeah, like still having imagination and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. And then I start to see like people in our generation and we've talked about it before. It's like, it's like they are 23, but it's kind of like their mindset is dead. Yeah. It's like they've died at 23. They graduated at 22 and they died at 23. Essentially.
1: Well, the thing I was thinking, I went the complete other way. I'm like, he's talking about the youth. then I'm like, Oh, the youth he's talking to about that are like the people that are currently fucking up the world now. Like these are like <laughs> the old people that are like still gripping on power and like positions with control. And like, trying to like take as much value out of the system as possible before they die so i was like eh. not all of them listen to his speech but um but yeah that, that's an interesting point i do feel like a lot of people our age are just like already like so set in their ways and just like yeah i also like how he kept talking about how the world's constantly changing and like yep. people look for like a sense of like stability and security but that doesn't actually exist like the only thing that is constant is change and you need to just like go with the flow and be ready to like adapt and things like that and that's like how humans survive and i'm like it's crazy that's that's like a minority of people like most people i feel like just see the world and they're like oh this is how it's always been and this is how it's going to be even though mm-hmm. things are changing so fast now like we know for a fact that's not how it is because like between now and 10 years ago it's a completely different world but people are just like living like this is how the world's always going to be when it's probably easier now than ever to see what's coming down the pipeline. Like you might not know how it's going to play out, but mm-hmm. things like crypto and AI, like at least have an eye on that future and start positioning yourself in a way so you can like thrive in whatever you think it's going to turn into.
0: Yeah, you uh, summarized it so eloquently because the, the illusion, you remember we, met, we, yeah. we had to talk about that. It's like the illusion of safety and security. And like the illusion that, oh, yeah, if I just work this job, I'll be fine. It's like, they'll take care of me. But you're actually taking more risks as yeah. to like staying at that job or not following your dreams or doing something that makes you happy. Like that fulfills you as an individual, even though most of the world will not approve of it. It's like, oh, you quit your job and you're doing this. You're, you're crazy, you know? It's yeah. like, the, like doing all these things that you think at, to yourself, oh my God, it sounds crazy in the sense of me just doing things that I find rewarding or fulfilling. And most people would just say like, oh, no, don't do that. Just like follow follow the herd, stay yeah. at your job, just do this. That's it. Don't imagine about anything else. This is it. That's that.
1: Yeah, just keep doing the same thing every day and eventually you'll become numb to it. And then when you're 60... You'll have all the money you need to retire, and then your life will be awesome for exactly. the next forty years until you die at hundred at perfect health. Like <laughs> the illusion doesn't even make sense. Exactly. It's like, like if you, I mean, it's different if you have kids and stuff at this age. But like, if you're like us, you're young. I mean, even you have less responsibilities than me. Like, if you f- completely fuck up right now and like completely ran out of money, you're still young enough where you can rebuild and still have like a really. I was going to say fulfilling life, but not even that. Like you could still build up and still have a stable life. You could still Mm -hmm. potentially even get rich again in your lifetime. But like the longer you wait, like if you're 40 and you risk it all and fuck up, like you probably have kids at that point and you're getting close to retirement. Like starting over now in your 20s is so much lower of a risk than starting over in your 40s. So like doing the what on paper looks a risky stuff now is actually probably like one of the safest bets you can take. And most people won't even consider it.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's like the one of the things I've always appreciated about any speeches of the past is like the timelessness of the message. Yeah. Um, it's like you could take this speech, put um, say it back in ancient Rome, ancient Greece, um, in the Middle Ages, in the Renaissance, and that everything that he said is still pretty, it's fairly, like that's how you should live life or aspire to live life. Yeah. Take risks, um, find Personal fulfillment, live life in a way that's aligned with you, not what society expects of you. And if you find, oh, like the part that I liked the most was that, um, if you had like there was a part part that he mentioned that as you venture out in the world, you'll find friends in every corner of the globe. Yeah. If, like if you're up, if you're a good person in the sense of like not like good as in like oh I do everything people tell me to do. Good as in, like, you have strong character. Um, You don't, it's not like you go out in your way to screw people over. Or you don't screw people over. You're just, like, a stand-up person where you do what's right. Um, Yeah, and then you, you carry yourself. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Even if good things or bad things happen, you should still have, like, a good foundation where the people that you encounter and meet, They'll naturally gravitate like good people will naturally gravitate, and that's how you'll make friends. And it doesn't matter if you're in Russia, Southeast Asia, Africa, South America, Central America, Europe. It doesn't matter where you are. You'll you'll find friends in the sense of you'll find people like you, and so in that sense, you'll always have friends all across the globe. So I was like, wow, yeah. Um, you just you just have to be, you have to have you have to be like have. I think Dr. O said it. You have to have a, a backbone and you have to have boundaries. Oh,
1: wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. When you said a thumbs up, it like did like a thumbs up emoji. Like,
0: oh, it did? It popped oh. up
1: on your screen.
0: Oh, it did. Is that oh, not I doing see. it when yeah. I do it? Oh, I, I, I just saw it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just did it did for, your, for you too. Wow, that's new.
1: Um, but Yeah, I think it was a similar part. I think it was like right after that in the speech too. I liked how he talked about like, can't remember the exact context, but like having the courage to like lean into the change and like there's Mm -hmm. a sense of like danger and excitement that come with even like the most peaceful revolution so like exactly and our world's always revolving so i mean even if things go great there's going to be some discomfort there's going to be some danger because just like when things change something it's going to be bad for someone like no change is good for everyone so it might be bad for you when it's great for everyone else but just like you have to lean into that and like the change is going to happen whether you want to or not so just like going into it willingly is so much better than like trying to grab onto some illusion that it's not going to change. Um, and the thing about like the timelessness, that's why I love like getting into like old media, like reading old books or listening to old music and stuff. Cause I feel like Mm -hmm. time is such a great filter. Like anything that's made it to this time, that's like a hundred years or sixty years old. Mm -hmm. It means it's like resonated with people through all those times. And there's some piece of like timeless wisdom in there. So I love old stuff like that. That's why I like was reading John Steinbeck and stuff. Cause it's from, the mid to early 1900s but like the labor stuff he's talking about back then still applies today like some of it's even more relevant today than it was back then and mm-hmm. just like that's why I like pete seeker's music too like a lot of it's timeless but um if you listen to that jfk speech i think you'll like it like it made me view russia and world war ii in like a whole different way of like we're seen as america's seen as like the hero of world war ii but like the reason that war got won was like really because of russia and they just like they lost so much like they lost i think like 200 million people or something like that like yeah
0: them and them
1: and china both lost hundreds of millions of people and they said that like what happened to them in world war ii would be the equivalent of if germany burnt all of america from like the east coast all the way to chicago is basically what they lost during world war ii and just like how we have a lot in common and we shouldn't see russians as enemies like we should be collaborating to like make the world a better place
0: together. That's the thing. It's like that it doesn't matter where you go because that, that whole aspect of collaboration, working together, putting aside differences and make sure that we find ourselves through the commonality. Like those, those things that it's like, wait, it's like we fail at this so often as a, as a race, as it's like most of the time, like me and you right now, us talking right now, collaborating, doing all these things that we do together. It Does not really matter that I'm black and you're white? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like these differences that we have, there's. I mean, we, we have different backgrounds. We have different ways of thinking about the world. But in the grand scheme of things, there's like the human tie that holds us together. And if more people were to tap into that, lean into it, how much better society would be in the grand scheme of things? But yeah. no, I'm a victim. Oh my god, I'm black. <laughs> your, your ancestors enslaved me. I'll put your bullshit. I'm like, how? So Jake's ancestors enslaved me. My people were in Haiti. All these different things. I'm like, no, does it fucking matter? It doesn't. It's, it's
1: like, like neither of us were alive for that. That's, exactly. <laughs> sucks that shit happened, but come on, let's focus on the
0: future here. Exactly. Let's work together and move forward. It's like the, that, that's, and then that's, you see that everywhere. It's like, uh, um, it's like the Haitian, um, if you look on the Haitian flag, there's like the a saying at the bottom of it. And it says, through unification, we're stronger. And more often than not, like that speech you just mentioned, which I will watch. What does it say? Together, we're stronger. The, even in the RFK speech, at, at certain points, um, he mentioned, together, we're stronger. Yeah. All these, it's like that message is always, it's true. It's so true, but for some reason, we always move away from it as a human being. We, we would always want to focus on the differences, all these different things. And at the end of the day, it's like, that doesn't even matter. Let's move forward. Let's join together. Let's work together. But more often than not, what's going to happen? Boom. It's like, oh, this person's uh, they they're different than me. Then I must just hate them more. Even sometimes people hate people and they don't even know why. You start yeah. asking them two questions and they're like, damn, I guess I didn't really think this through.
1: Yeah. Well, usually they'll just like give some blanket statement and not, exactly they're like, I'm not going to think harder about that because then <laughs> I'll question everything that I think. But exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to like evolution and stuff, like for millions yeah. or hundreds of thousands, I'm not a biologist, but like we're in small probably. tribes and like other tribes are a threat. So like you love the people that are like you. If someone's different, like you don't see them as a human because they're going to probably try to kill you or I'm going to try to kill that. What was I listening to? Oh, I think it was a pizza. Se- I looked into a pizza Your speech after the RFK one. He was talking mm-hmm. about like, now there's a time for everything. And like, the only reason that we're here today is because our ancestors were really good murderers. Like
0: yeah, if you didn't know how to
1: kill back then you died and you, you don't have ancestors today, but he's like, now we're at a point where like, this is a different time. We need to learn how to collaborate. Like, yes, that's in our DNA. We've been doing that for hundreds of thousands of years, but if we don't, figure out how to change and adapt like we're gonna the human race is gonna end because of that because now we have weapons yeah how we can wipe everyone out back then it was stone things now it's nuclear bombs so um mix those two thoughts up in my head but or be killed
0: yeah (laughs) i guess that that saying is right in line with what you said
1: so now it's just like i feel like whoever's in control or just the world in general like as soon as they trigger fear We just revert back to like that part of our brain of like oh well the russians they want to kill us with nukes so we hate them and we had to kill them with nukes first and they think the same thing about us when probably if we met like a russian person that was from a similar social class from us and had Mm -hmm. similar struggles like we would have a ton in common with that like we'd have more in common with them than a rich american but the ruling class tells us to hate each other for no
0: reason you're right about that it's like if you meet it's like as I've traveled and I've met people, it's like, yeah, there's certain parts of human nature that you get to see that are not favorable. Like that guy who kept, who, you remember the guy I told you about who kept stealing money from me and like, upcharging me. A guy? Oh, was it the driver the Col- guy? Yeah, the yeah the Colombian dude. So yeah. it's like that. I, I'm like, guy. it's part of it. It's like I get it. So take advantage of the person. Ah, all right, you got me for a little bit of money, but in the grand scheme of things, you actually lose more than you gain. Yeah, because you're not going to use him again when you go back to Columbia. Exactly, and also too, it's just like like when you screw somebody over, that's the thing. A lot of people are very so short sighted. It's like you screw somebody over, but the person that you're screwing over, you don't know where that person's going to be in life. Yeah, like treat everybody well, and the like if you have that baseline. Guess what? The person you've treated well all these years and whatnot. People are not actually just going to, like, oh, I'm doing well now. I'm going to just come back and, like, stop on you. yeah <laughs> It's more likely that, oh, I'm doing well. Oh, you've been part of my life. You've done well. Hey, let me help you out with this one thing or two. But in the grand scheme of things, you gain. so Yeah. But like my bigger point was just that most people, in my opinion, are good. And it goes back to that speech where it's, like, they just want to do the – they want to take care of themselves and their family. And enjoy life for whatever like whatever level of enjoyment that they can conceive of, they just want to get to that point and live well, yeah,
1: so I say that that's literally what it all boils down to like why wouldn't you want that like every human exactly. just wants to thrive and be as happy as possible and be safe, basically,
0: yeah, and make sure that the people that they care about are yeah. like their family the the loved ones live a good life too, yeah, so.
1: Hey, we could actually end on a positive note for once. I feel like we always end with dark stuff.